DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. DJ and PK, we're joined now by Ryan Lacey, former Utah cornerback. Ryan, good morning. Thanks for coming back on the show again. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Uh, well, clearly we want to have you on because we were curious what your reaction was as you uh, heard about the penalties for Morgan Scally and, and heard his comments uh-huh. on the teleconference. Um, uh, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Uh, my allegations were denied from Morgan Scally, and, and that was a big surprise to me. And, you know, um, I, I would never uh, put myself in a position to uh, – go to a platform such as social media to say something like that if it was not true. And I honestly feel like it was a slap in my face for him to, de- to deny that. And I'm taking a lot of backlash. I've, I've had uh, threats and, and all type of, um, you know, people calling me and asking me about my allegations due to his mistakes. Initially, we were here because he sent a text to another family. You know, I, 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 10 years later, you know, I'm, I'm a single father now, and I have a job that I work. And, I, you know, what I said was the truth. And after reading through the um, the reports from the investigators, I just feel like there wasn't enough investigation done on my claim. And, you know, it, it, you know, it is what it is. Did the, the investigators talk to you? I did speak to the investigators a couple times. And you told them the same story? Same story. It's not a story. It's the truth. Okay. And the truth is the truth. You know. I mean, um, it happened, and it's something that, as a young player, it happened to me, and I held on to that for a long time. And I did approach him, and in front of teammates, and we discussed it briefly. And now, come what twelve years later, he comes out. Well, he's he's under an investigation for something else that happened. And Morgan Scully said that to me, and I held on to that, and it hurt me. And now I'm under more backlash because my claims were denied, but I read through the entire report. He admits to making racist jokes regarding Polynesians and Native Americans. He admits to sending a text. That's consistent behavior to me. And I feel like my claims were denied, and, and you know, I'm in a position to where now uh, maybe I'd be looked at. I mean, I'm looked at as a liar or something that you know. Uh, I, I'm not sure what people think, but I'm I'm highly upset about it. You know, uh, like I said in the in the interview before, I, I would never want a man to lose his career over a mistake. But you know what? Um, I felt like he got away with calling me an N-word, and by denying my claims, I honestly feel like he called me another N-word with that. What was the investigation like? How did that go? How did they contact you? How much time did they spend with you? Was it written? Was it verbal? Can you spell that out for us? Um, I mean, it was an investigation. The calls, you know, a couple of video conferences. And I felt like, you know, the conversations I did have with them were in-depth, and I got everything that I needed to say out. Um, and, and it was the truth of, of everything that I've already said on social media is exactly what I told them. There was nothing more, nothing less. And, um, yeah. So I agree with what you're saying, Ryan, in that they are viewing you basically as lying. And you already said that. I'm certainly not calling you a liar, but they 
view you right. as that, and, and obviously you can understand why someone would be upset by that. Do you feel right. like that there wasn't enough evidence beyond that as to why it came to that? Do you have any idea how they reached that conclusion? After reading the report, there definitely was not enough evidence, and there wasn't enough interviews. Uh, roughly, there's 85 players on a Division One football team. There were only three players interviewed about my allegation and the players that I supposedly went and told them about the allegation. And there were only three players interviewed, and those three players did not observe it. They didn't say that he didn't say it. It just said they didn't observe it. You know, and then um, Coach Whittingham didn't observe it. No other coaches observed it. It was something that happened, and, you know, I kept it under wraps for, you know, some years, and then I went and approached them about it. So there was not enough time. Not the right people were talked to because there's another instance where I approached them with our other players that did not get talked to, and they know the truth. You know, and I'm advising any other player that was there at that leadership retreat to speak out because it's not right. And he said that to me, and it's something that, you know, even my my family is now upset about it, that it comes down to that, you know. And, and it's nothing that I would 12 years later come and, and, and lie about. It's something that happened, and, and it's consistent behavior with Coach Scali. He's done it already, and he's got caught doing it. And, and, and there's other allegations in that report of him doing it. So what makes my statement invalid, and I don't understand why we have the, the, the audacity to deny my claim. And there wasn't enough evidence, in my opinion. And I would love to talk to Coach Scali one-on-one, a man to man, you know, because, you know, University of Utah, they teach us how to be men. They teach us how to own up to our mistakes, and that's a, a lot of players made mistakes, and we've all owned up to them. But that one mistake, I've, I've hung on to that for years. And, and now that mistake is being denied. So, and and it's, it's, it's the truth, you know. So my mother's upset, and I've gotten threats to my family, to my mother's address was exposed. And for what I came out and said, and which just was the truth, and I've taken backlash for that. So now I'm dealing with, you know, uh, that on, on top of now being denied, or, or my, my claims being uh, denied. Since all of this became public, have you talked to Kyle Whittingham or to Mark Harlan? Not at all. I have I've not heard from either one of them uh, since this happened. And even, you know, with my threats, I did send uh, the threats to the university. And um, they were seen by multiple people at the university, but no one ever reached out to me. I, man, it's outrageous. These death threats that you're receiving, what is going on there? You know, I, I don't know, and, and it could be any type of Internet troll because the Internet is a sick place. Yeah. People can get on the Internet and do what they want to do and, and, you know, say what they want to say. But, you know, I did uh, approach the university with the information, and, you know, and there's not really too much I can do at this point, but, you know, I've taken a couple of days off work to be at my mother's house for those threats, and, and, and you know, I've lost wages over it. But, you know, I haven't heard anything from the University of Utah, an apology. They haven't called my mom or anything. You know, and I'm not speaking down on the university as if they're horrible. I love the university, and I wear my rings and I wear my Utah gear with pride and and honor. But me being denied of those claims really honestly hurt me. And it took a lot of courage for me to come out and say that. Because it's nothing that, you know, this far along in life that I would want to come out and say for any type of clout or any type of attention. I'm not on social media like that. 
But seeing that article and then going and reading the tweets directed at the family, I felt like it was my time to, you know, speak up. And, and, and in the midst of me speaking up, now I'm getting backlash. Now I'm wrong. And then now my claims are denied. All those people that were sending me the threats of me being a coward and me being a liar are now true. And, and that's honestly hurtful and it's upsetting. And, and I just feel like it's a slap in my face, not only to me, but to any other minority that goes to that university playing at a Morgan Scout. What did you think of the punishment of Morgan? Obviously, you want your claims validated. We're clear on that. What did you think of the punishment that, of Morgan? That's fair. Because like I said before, I, I, I never wanted him to lose his job. And, and that's number one. He made a mistake. And, you know, I feel like the punishment's fair. You know, a little pay cut. And, you know, you still get the coach. You still get to be with your team. And you have to go to uh, diversity training. And I feel like that's something that not only Morgan should do, but all the coaching staff and even players should have to do. Because we all come from different aspects of life, different walks of life, and we don't understand each other. And that's something that the entire team should be a part of, not just Morgan. So have you heard from ex-teammates? How have they viewed you on this? Um, it's mixed. You know, I've heard from my corner group that I played with during my years, and, you know, they all stand with me, and we're all together with it. You know, everybody has a different um, uh, experience at Utah and a different experience with every coach. And, and that's something that, you know, is, it, it's what happens. So my experience with, with Coach Scali, I, I don't hate the man, I, I you know, but uh, he did say that to me, and it's something that, you know, I, I just felt like at this point in time, it's like uh, it, you, you need to tell the truth. You know, you're already in trouble for multiple allegations, and I mind, I don't know if that would make it any different, but there's still now a family out here hurting and, and taking threats and backlash over your mistakes and your mistakes were the truth. So. Do you think you ever uh, reach out to him at some point or you, the two of you ever communicate at some point or you think this is just something you carry with you going forward? Um, I would love to speak to Marcus Scully. You know, I, I would love to, you know, have a sit down with him. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I want to go to football games. I want to be comfortable going to, you know, support my team. But I, I, I would love to, yeah, I would definitely love to talk to him. And it's not going to be on any type of, I hate you or, or I'm upset with you. But a grown man talk, you know, I'm not a player anymore. And, and I haven't played in seven years now. And now a father myself, I mean, I can sit down and have a conversation with you, a cordial one. And I would love to do that with him. So with that in mind, if he doesn't reach out to you, would you reach out to him? I, I, I definitely would. I mean, right now things are, you know, crazy. And, you know, once things die down, whether he reaches out to me or I reach out to him, I would love to speak to him. I, I, I would try to reach out or, you know, vice versa. I mean, I'm not in any rush, but I, I'm open to have the conversation with him. Well, Ryan, we appreciate having you on. Uh, is there anything else you want to share? Anything else we should ask you? Uh, no, you know, I just, you know, go use, uh, as I said before, and, you know, I hope that we can uh, come out of this in a positive light and um, we can win some games and, and, and it blows over. But, um, yeah, I am highly upset about um, the denial of the claim, and it's not a claim, it's the truth, and, you know, I just I, I would want this done right. And I didn't feel like it was done right. So, other than that, you know, I, I love my teammates, um, and 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 that's it. Well, Ryan, thanks for coming on again. We appreciate it. 
Yeah, no problem. Ryan Lacey, former Utah cornerback and uh, uh, the threats, PK. I mean, we've heard, you know, lots of people, lots of people in lots of line of work to talk about the Internet and all that. And uh, the rest of it is disturbing enough. You know, he and Morgan aren't on the same page. His claims haven't been validated. And, and we hear all that. And on top of that, to, to have threats. You know, it's uh, completely well, yeah. out of control. I mean, obviously, the threats out are 100% control. out of line. Yeah. And none of us uh, would agree that any form of threatening is ridiculous. I mean, I mean, it is ridiculous, I should say. It's just completely unacceptable. But he is right about far as these Internet people, and there's a lot of junk on the Internet. We already know that, and whatever claims of Twitter or whatever social media that's out there. Uh, the thing that I find interesting, and I don't know whether he Morgan said what he said or didn't say what he said. I only know what the findings say. Uh, but I find it interesting that if this man, Ryan Lacey, believes something was said, and so his claims were denied, then he's upset. That's logical. But yet he still wants Morgan to be employed. Uh, that that That's an interesting concept there. Uh, not that it's inconsistent, but... You know, he doesn't harbor the animosity to the point of not uh, being employed. He still wants that. And somehow that indicates some level of credibility. Again, I'm not saying Morgan said it or didn't say it because I don't know. You got a he said and then he did not say, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can decide for yourselves. But it's it's still interesting to me that he still, at the end of all this, doesn't want Morgan Scally fired. No, I think he wants to be heard. He wants to be seen. I felt like he's invisible and feel like he is validated. And I'm with you. You know, we uh-huh. were, yeah, we yeah, weren't yeah, there, yeah, yeah. so we don't know specifically what happened. Right. Um, no. But as as Morgan tries to make amends and reach out to people, it, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know their two. Well, I mean, I guess we do know Ryan's perspective of this. I don't know Morgan's perspective on this. But as Morgan tries to rebuild trust and we rebuild relationships, I think it would help a lot if he and Ryan got on the same page somehow. I don't know exactly what that looks like or how that conversation would go, obviously. But, you know, Morgan was very definitive and really emotional about wanting to make things right. You know, and I think Ryan has a, in my mind, and everybody can hear it for themselves, obviously, but in my mind, Ryan has credibility because he doesn't want a pound of flesh. He wants to be heard. Uh, that's what and, I was saying. Yeah, well, you, you said it better. And recognized. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to inflict anything on anybody else. He just wants his pain to be heard. And, you know, I don't, <laughs> it, it would be interesting to, to know who all the players are that we would need to talk to to get a better view of this. But to a certain degree, I don't know how much that matters. I think what matters is that Morgan hears Ryan and Ryan knows he's heard. You know, I don't, I, what I got okay, from that okay. wasn't so much that Ryan cared so much what 45,000 Ute fans think, just to pick stadium capacity, um, but that Morgan hears him. And, you know, I thought what Morgan said was heartfelt, uh, but sometimes it's easier to make amends with some people than it is with others. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we can both go into our own personal histories and figure that out. I assume everyone can go into their personal history and figure that out. All right. Well, thanks to Ryan for coming on. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net! Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Yes, fans reporting the NBA will spend upwards of $150 million on the Orlando bubble environment at Disney World. Seven practice courts, three game courts and arenas, plus the NBA is providing meals, daily coronavirus testing, and other medical support, security, transportation, and entertainment for more than 1,500 people during the height of the event. Nuggets star Nikola Jokic has not returned to the United States yet, but head coach Michael Malone said he's not too concerned at this point. Malone said Jokic, who tested positive for COVID-19, is feeling great, and the expectation is he'll join the team for their flight to Orlando next week. Rocket swingman Tabo Cephalosha has opted out of playing in the NBA restart, while the Lakers hope that center Dwight Howard will rejoin the team in Orlando. The Lakers say they will not pursue signing a replacement player for Howard. Howard reportedly weighing his options still. This back-to-basketball update presented by Zions Bank on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280, The Zone, catching you up on everything we talked about today. Well, it seems like it was a couple hours ago. Because it was. We had Joe Ingles on. Joe Ingles banning 4th of July parties. Heard that in his Zoom interview. Uh, but basically his point was, PK, a lot of work's going into this. We can't mess it up with a pool party and a bunch of people testing positive and not going to Florida. And I think that's a realistic thing to worry about. I don't know what team it's going to happen to, but it feels like it's going to happen to some team. Better make sure it's not your team. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about all that stuff. And it, can you have 20 people gathered and they can have a social distancing? And are you okay there? I mean, we're getting out of my league. I don't know what's true, what isn't true, what's fact and what isn't. All I know is for myself, I try to adhere to the guidelines and hopefully don't get it. If I get it, then we'll have to adjust accordingly. So I don't know what to say on on that. I don't advise people to do anything with their lives. Well, I know there's a little bit, there's a great quote from Damian Lillard out there. He's worried that uh, guys are not going to play by the rules. I don't know if he thinks people are going to jump the fence and go into Orlando for fun. I don't know. I don't know how he thinks people are going to break rules, but he's definitely not 100% sure the rules are going to be followed. Uh, yeah, when they're down there, uh, right. Stephen A. Smith, one of my heroes, <laughs> Just kidding. I know a lot of people don't like him. Actually, I actually admire him for what he's been able to do. Whether oh, that's what I thought you were. That's what I thought you were getting at, man. He was he was a yeah. B rider. He was grinding away just like you. And look at the empire he's built. Yeah, so I admire him for that for sure. I admire you know successful people. I mean, whether I agree with Rush Limbaugh or not, I, I don't really even listen to Rush Limbaugh, but I admire the 
the what the empire that he's built for sure to be, and to be able to do it that long but anyway Stephen was saying that he doesn't think that players can go three weeks let alone three months and you can imagine what he was talking about when he said they can't go without yeah i'll let you fill in the blank I think we got it. Because, I mean, I've spoken to you, and I know you can't. Isn't that right, Yach? I mean, some of the stuff DJ's told us. No comment. (laughs) 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 DJ's nickname in college wasn't the rabbit for no reason. Oh, dude. I always (laughs) find the line, and then cross it. Come on. It's a oh, holiday the weekend. Way you we can don't want to have a meeting. Come on now. Oh, come on. Yeah, right. You guys, you always take it to the extreme. That's your own fault, buddies. Mm-hmm. And I call you my buddies because you are my buddies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what Stephen A. Smith was saying. I, so what know, about that? I don't let, know. Okay, that, let's be honest. Let's stop all the joking on that. Like, is Stephen A. Smith wrong about that? Is this going to turn into one gigantic monastery? Now, I realize not everybody's going to be there three and a half months, right? You're going to have, uh, what? Yeah, but he was saying they couldn't go three weeks. Right. Yeah. Everyone's going to be there three weeks. Yep. yep. All right, well. Uh, you know, the, more I, the, more, the more I think about it, though, the more I think onto DeCumbo's comments about uh, how this is going to be difficult. Yeah, it's different. And mm-hmm. in, in, in a sense, it's going to be harder they're, because they're going to have no off days. Now, we had Craig Bojack comparing it to the military. And obviously what those people, those men and women do, there's no comparison. We understand that completely. And hats off to them. I mean, uh, you can't respect that anymore. Uh, but these guys here. You know, even during the playoffs, you can go home and get away from it. It's like I've been on the road a million times over the years. And when you're on a road trip, even if it's a day off in between like basketball, though every other week you were going on five, six day road trips, right, for two games. And even though you may not be working that Friday, say, you're still not at home. So it's not really a day off, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And I think that it comes down to habit. I think habit's a really powerful thing in life. And you're not if you're not in the habit of going on the road, uh, a three-day trip can be exhausting. If you're in the habit of going on a three-day trip, uh, you know, where you fly out on a Friday and cover a college football game on Saturday and fly home on Sunday. Well, when you hit college basketball, those trips those feel like long trips. And, and some trips are easier than others because, you know, two games in L.A. or two games in San Francisco or whatever. But uh, <laughs> when I was doing uh, UC Santa Barbara basketball, you know, you drive from Santa Barbara two hours, there'd be a game in L.A. And then on the quote-unquote off date, you'd fly to El Paso. Well, because that wasn't normal, it felt like forever. And then you had to drive 45 minutes or an hour to go to Las Cruces. And so that trip felt long and exhausting. Well, so if you get in a rhythm of these five or six day trips, now all of a sudden you have a three week or three month trip. It's not the habit. The only way to get used to three month trips is to take three month trips. So that's where I think Ante Kempo has a strong point that this is going to be out of the norm. And guys are going to walk back into their hotel room and look around and go, well, here I am again. Day 44. Hello, darkness, my <laughs> old friend. Right? So I do, I do get his point there that it's going to be hard on people just because it's not a habit. They're not adapted to it. They don't, 
they don't have a routine. I, I think the guys who can go to Florida and establish some kind of routine, however weird it is, uh-huh. you know, that'll help. You know, for Joe, Joe was saying, well, I'm going to FaceTime every day, right? Because he's been around his kids oh, every sure, day. Yeah. His kids are at a fun age. And so it sucks not being there. So if you FaceTime, okay, this is when they have their nap. This is when I can FaceTime. Maybe there's a second time he can FaceTime, you know. Um, if you can establish, uh, Jerry Sloan was always big on that. Have a routine. You spend a lot of FaceTiming? energy. No. Having a routine and having a oh. habit. <laughs> not on FaceTime. Yeah, in 1990, Jerry was preaching the benefits of FaceTime. <laughs> Guys, in 20 years, there's going to, No. No, he was in habit. It's just you expend a lot of energy figuring out how to do stuff. If you just have a routine, you get into it. I think Matt Harpin was a guy who bought into that big time. Have the routine. Eat lunch. You always order this for room service. This is what I do. You know, and you just, it helps you kind of slide through the day there. You had your right. Room. You look up mindless stuff on uh, the internet. That's oh, what you do. Seriously, I can look up and 90 minutes can be gone if that helps you kill time. <laughs> Joe's packing his coffee pot, and uh, Damian Lillard's going to have PS3 no and pot. PS4. Yeah, no, no coffee pot. It's it's basically another additional child. When he says Renee and the kids, Renee, well, how does he say it, PK? Uh, uh, Renee and the kids. I also thought during this interview, you can go back and listen to it at 12agesofzone.com. He was very careful to talk about the kids and Renee, and he did it three or four times. I'm thinking, I think he's trying to avoid saying Renee and the kids so PK can't make fun of him. I see what Joe's doing. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I, I didn't catch that. Yeah, but it might I did. Be, it might be true. Yeah, well, Renee and the kids. <laughs> <laughs> we can bring that up with him next week. That's the kind of stuff he just cracks him up. <laughs> oh man! All right, so we talked with Joe and uh, and found out that he's going to carry the coffee pot on the coffee. Wait, the coffee maker, the grinder, because he's taking a bag of beans, right? Too. He's the not beans. Yeah, he said like bags. Uh, a dozen bags. bag of beans. No, yeah. ten. Is that and it's was? not going under the plane because he doesn't trust no, people. It's I'm, all carry on. I told. I texted <laughs> Joe after that interview and said, "Hey, I want to see this thing with a seatbelt around it." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. On the, on the chart. Absolutely, I totally agree. That is what social media is for at its best. That thing belted in. What? Absolutely. First time I had to take the remote equipment on the road for some tournament or something, I was covered. Scotty says to me, now, don't put it in the luggage. Make sure you carry it on. And so I do it, but then I'm sitting on the plane, and I call him. I say, Scotty, man, they made me They made me check it. Oh, so I just want you to know. <laughs> this is why you, are so you have bad, a bad man. rep. You are so bad. Why do you screw with Scotty like that? Because oh, it was funny. <laughs> They did. I said, "No, just kidding." You're a bad human being, PK. This is mean. I, you gotta admit, though, it's funny because he made a big deal. You you can't you can't check it. It's down there bouncing around at thirty five thousand feet. This delicate piece of machinery. Boom, boom. Plane banks. Boom. I did what I was told, just like I always do. <laughs> I checked it, put it in the overhead, and everything was fine. <laughs> but I still wanted to laugh. <laughs> this is a guy who tortured a former sports director at Channel 2 by texting him on Super Bowl night. I don't really feel like coming in. <laughs> 
which I which I signed off on mentally for about three seconds. I realized, wait, it's the Super Bowl. Of course, he's coming in. He's at a red light and he's bored. He's at a long red on state. And you know where I was? At a long red on state. Bingo. <laughs> Just bored. I'm going to screw with these guys right now because I'm going to sit here for another minute and a half. It takes forever to cross 400 South. <laughs> Uh, and yet you laughed at it, so I, I come did. on. I did. I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm guilty. Uh, all right, so uh, let's see. we got NBA players not going. Cephalosha is the latest former Jazz man, now the Houston Rockets. So he's not going to the restart. The uh, Denver Nuggets star, Nikola Jokic, who uh, went home, went back to Europe, tested positive for COVID while he was there, but he's feeling great. Expected to join the team, but he hasn't yet. Oh. Uh, I don't get this part. Mike Malone, the coach, and you travel a lot, so you get this, PK. He says he's still expecting him to join him for the team flight to Orlando. Why can't he just meet him in Orlando? I mean, at this point, he's not going to be there enough to practice in Denver. I think they have to clear testing in their home Oh, markets. my God. Because that means I mean, flying to Denver and then all the way back to Orlando. Well, I don't know where he's coming from, uh, his home country. Yeah, he's coming from Europe. Okay, I, I wasn't sure where he was at uh, at the time, I know that's where he got it. That's where yeah. he's been. That's where he lost all the weight, right? Yeah, forty pounds. And boy, everybody you've talked to, you know, he uses his, he does use his girth, and he's strong, and oh, he yeah. bumps guys, creates space, and then he drops in that little baby hook shot. I can see him doing it. It's it's the reverse of Shaq. It was always the the butt bump, right? He'd hit you with the bump and knock you off the block, and then turn around and dunk. Jokic tends to hit you with the shoulder or the chest. He's actually facing or maybe sideways a little bit. And that little bump, it just creates a little space and he flicks in that hook. I wonder if he'll be able to do that. Maybe he still will. Uh, something to watch for. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you, you know, you uh, you look at uh, these guys that are supposed to be in optimum shape. Uh, there was a number of pitchers who weren't in the best of shape, but mm-hmm. they threw the ball really well. And you know, David Wells... Obviously, Cologne here most recently. Uh, Fernando wasn't in; didn't look like he was in tip-top shape. But they got the job done, and so you wonder how it'll play out. It'll be something to watch. He's, he's a very talented player. There's no question about that. You know, you're talking to somebody sometime, and you're kind of uh, you know scrolling and seeing whatever's new on social media or maybe surfing the web or whatever. And I was doing that, and I was at work, and I was talking to somebody. I was doing it, and I saw this thing, and. Uh, <clears throat> was it the pa- I think it was the Padres sign Wells and I'm like David Wells he was old and out of shape years ago who could sign him and then it was somebody else named Wells he's 50 I looked up he's 57 how can I bite on that I was only half paying attention oh, it was recently <laughs> yeah and it was so it was somebody else named Wells it was a different first name but that first name wasn't in the headline you know sign oh, Wells yeah, I'm like signing Wells he's old and out of shape how can he be then I looked up he's 57 he's even older than I thought and even more out of shape than you thought. Probably, yeah. Uh, all right, so we've got a, a report from ESPN, which apparently could be announced and confirmed today. This says the NFL has sh- is shortening the preseason from four games to two, uh, that they want more training camp days. But, PK, you know how we have the TV on while we're doing the show, and we don't hear it, obviously, but we they have the banner, you know, and they have underneath what they're talking about. And there are some people saying that this is the first step that they fully expect the entire preseason to be wiped out, which the NFL, according to reports we saw yesterday, is going to some trouble here because they've got to reschedule some of the preseason games because 
going down to two, they want everyone to have one home game. And some of the teams had two road games or two home games there. And they want everyone to have one. So having to kind of rebalance this before they officially announce it. And that official announcement could come today. But if they're going down to zero, then this is all time wasted. And I think the zero at this point uh, yeah, is speculation, yeah, yeah. Not, speculation, not a report. Uh, and I can't tell you much more about that because we had the sound down and we were doing the segment. But I saw it there, you know, you know that they expect it to completely go away. And you know what Kyle said all along is if the NFL can't go, I don't see how college can. He says, and if college can't go, I don't see how high school can. And I know already at Channel 2 we're getting, co- we're getting questions. Hey, is high school football going to go? And it's like, well, they're just starting to flesh out. I think the Canyons District, which you would have a personal interest in, the Canyons District just decided uh, some stuff yesterday because I you know there's some stories on the news there. And so these districts are still sorting out school. They're going to have to sort out school before they sort out the extracurricular activities. Yeah, I know. I know. I got you. Yeah. I mean, it sucks all the way around. What else is there to say? Right. All right, uh, other stuff we talked about. The Field of Dreams game is still going to take place. Now, they were going to build an 8,000-seat stadium, and it's not clear how many fans will be out at the old movie site, which uh, they still play games and draw people out there. Last summer, my aunt and uncle were at it and sent me some photos, and it looked like there were a good, you know, 500 people out there. and they've Watching uh, a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a game, and they, they play, and they're, they're, they're sitting in, like, lawn chairs down the left and right field lines. <laughs> there's, cool. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot of uh, they they actually took a photo as they approached. It's kind of a rolling countryside, and and my yeah, yeah, aunt yeah. took a photo, and you could see the cars parked on the horizon by the, the barn silo deal and all that kind of stuff. And well, you, they built it. Yeah. So they came. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was why she took that photo. And I've often wondered why no announcers have not used it, especially at the time the movie was released, that home runs were into the cornfield. <laughs> nice. Absolutely. Well, it's really taken yeah. off because then they, down the road, they built a huge youth sports complex there for tournaments, which I guess is probably largely empty this year. I don't know. Maybe they're having some. I don't, I don't know if people want to travel a long way, but maybe some local teams and stuff are using them and playing there. So uh, it has taken off. If you build it, they will come. And that, that turned out to be true because what? We're going on. 30 years now. Yes, I watched some of it last night. Oh, you watched the movie last <laughs> night? It was, I was flicking around, and it was on, and I stopped, and it was right at the end. So I took a picture of it, put it on Twitter, the ball field when they're looking. Oh, yeah, 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 I did like see that. Yeah. Up from right field going to the backstop, so you can see the lights of the cars snaking uh-huh. into the park at the end. Yeah, and and I teared up, especially if your father's gone like mine is. So yeah, it's it it, it is it is without a qu- without question. And anybody who argues with me, I will not tolerate it. It is the best father son movie of all time, without hesitation. You ever see the great Santini? <laughs> That'd be the worst father son. <laughs> that was not a good one. A little conflict there. This is the best one ever. I didn't even say sports movie, baseball movie. I said father-son movie. Yep. The other thing we've talked about today is uh, Morgan Scally, and we had Ryan Lacey on, and uh, Ryan is probably as critical of Morgan as anyone uh, and doesn't think Morgan should have lost his job even now. 
Uh, even though he doesn't think the investigation was handled right, he doesn't feel like he was heard, doesn't feel like he was validated, uh, but still doesn't want Morgan to lose his job. But man, we took a lot of comments from people this morning, and there, there's a fair chunk of them who think that Morgan should have lost his job over this. Not me. I know. I think we have to listen to the players. I, I really think they're the ones most impacted by the one this. They're the ones who heard it, and they're the ones who feel it and take it personally. And we talked to several, and nobody, and, and Chris Camrani talked to some players we didn't talk to for his story in The Athletic, and, and nobody wanted him fired. So, you know, I, I think that outcome is good. I think there's questions going forward. He's not the coach in waiting, but that doesn't mean that he couldn't get the job. Um, you know, how long will Kyle coach and how long before this will even be an issue? I mean, it's, you know, two, three, four years out or whatever it is, you know, whatever Kyle decides. Um, so that that's kind of a, a gray area out there. How will that play out when the time comes? Yeah, I, I do know and I fully believe that the program will be better for having gone through this. Preferably, you don't want to go through it, but because it did, the program will be better. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. And we are brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Raymond, Sandy. Find your deals online at lhmdeals.com. When we come back, your feedback. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Feedback of the day is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City. We can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $359 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or com. A lot of comments coming in about Morgan Scally this morning. Uh, Rhino, trust the independent investigation. His is a significant consequence. People should get second chances. Redemption is an important part of the human experience. If it was a pattern of behavior, it seems like it would have been found in the investigation. But Carlos, I agree with that. Yeah, Carlos says, uh, or excuse me, uh, Michael says, uh, this is a slap on the wrist. He still makes a half million, and his pay goes back next, it seems like. Uh, I assume it's next season. The status of the football program and winning is what matters to Utah. Scali keeps his job. So I don't know that his pay yeah. goes back. That was left unaddressed. It could. Uh, they didn't say that it wouldn't, but they also didn't say that it would. Uh, you know, with people on one-year contracts, what your pay is for the right. next year, I guess, just remains undetermined until you agree to the next contract. Well, I think it was so obvious to everyone on that conference call and everyone who listened those were crocodile tears come on i could see right through it couldn't you no he was in the significant amount of agony i thought of course he was (laughs) my gosh this has pained him to a great degree are you kidding me man i know this for a fact i can say that Well, that's kind of the range, and we got a, mu- a bunch more comments, but that is uh, pretty much uh, where it goes. Uh, well, Tenderhearted85 uh, says, I don't think Morgan should be treated this way. If people are going to say he should be treated this way or get fired for this, then basically everyone should be fired from their jobs for doing something that someone felt was inappropriate. Isn't that right? Well, it's a winking emoji. I don't know what, I don't know well, what Tenderhearted83 knows that you know that we don't know. <laughs> I, know, I don't know. I couldn't even follow you, let alone what do I know and what do I don't know. 
this is a different situation, though. This is a, he's a public employee, and it's at a heightened time. Not that that necessarily has anything to do with it, but I think it it increases the attention and focus on it. And it's a football program. You're dealing with young men, you know, the role model type of thing. So there's a little bit more responsibility. And, of course, there's a lot more money that he gets. So with more uh, with more pay, more responsibility, more pay, all those types. You're under the spotlight. It's a different situation than a private job. I think they did the right thing. And now he's got to continue to work on redeeming himself, proving himself worthy of the trust that Kyle Whittingham and Mark Harlan have given him. And I feel very confident that he will, and he'll be a better man. I I, I just have a hard time believing that people don't want to give others a second chance, especially at the the contriteness that he's showing. Man, that that seems cold-hearted to me. Well, I mean, what do I know? But that's just the way I see it. Well, we do know that uh, Kyle has given a lot of guys second chances, and maybe people would look at that cynically and say, yeah, guys who can help them win. Uh, well, yeah, there is to that degree for sure. That's that's the way of the world, though, man. But the point is that uh, he's given a lot of second chances. He has. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. Guys who uh, guys in his own program who made mistakes or guys in other programs who made mistakes. Yeah, both. And then uh, we've got a lot of people just curious about how this is going to impact recruiting. It seems like this opens up the Utes for a, a ton of negative recruiting. And, you know, for, for people who are outside the state who don't interact with Utah and you got a lot of schools coming at you, just if it introduces doubt and you're a player who's got multiple offers around the conference or whatever – well, I don't really know about this, so do I go somewhere else? And I think a lot of people wonder what impact this is going to have. But Kyle was asked that during the teleconference. And, I mean, he knows recruiting. He's been doing it long enough. And he just doesn't seem to think that that's going to be that big a deal to any more than it was already a deal. I mean, he referenced how, well, you know, people come with their preconceptions and their misconceptions and their thoughts, and it's, you know, it's up to us to show them what it's really like. So, paraphrasing there, but... yeah. I take your words and uh, view them as authentic and real and for, to, to a degree true. You know, it depends on the individual, obviously, and what he and his family have been exposed to and what they're comfortable with. But the fact is that this is already, I, I would think, has already been out there. Uh, I know when I covered recruiting for the Watchdog, it was out there. I know Brandon Jesse, way back when, got that big time. Why would you want to go there, man? They don't like African-American people. I mean, and, and it had... It was just about the city and the reputation. So this is another pylon. I think it's already been there. But then you find out, at, as we've had with a million jazz players and a million youth players, come here and experience it. See, see what it's about. And a lot of them end up liking it. DJ and PK, have a good holiday weekend. We are off tomorrow for the 4th. We'll celebrate on Friday and again on Saturday. And we will see you Sunday night on Talking Sports and back here Monday morning on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.